0: Hello and welcome to DCOM Decoded, the podcast all about our favorite Disney Channel movies of yore. I'm your host, Liz. And I'm Mike. And we are here to take Mike, a DCOM novice, through the ins and outs and all things Disney Channel original movies. As a self-professed DCOM aficionado, I will take a trip down memory lane and break down my nostalgia and fondest memories of every movie.
1: I didn't grow up watching DCOMs, so in each pod, I'll give my first take on what the movie is about based solely on the movie poster.
0: Then together, we'll watch the movie Me for the Millionth Time, and Me for the Very First Time, and we'll decode hidden meanings, life takeaways, how the movie holds up now, and more. So, with that, grab your pink headband, favorite pair of white sneaks, and get ready, because today, we're talking about Suzy Q. Eee! <laughs> Jander, he told me you were dead.
1: I am. Uh, oh, you're the first person that has been able to see me. Doing. The point is, we can only take what we can in We've been lucky for who My parents never should have lost their house in the first place. I have to know
0: why this is happening. All right, so This one is an interesting one because it technically falls. Before the the quote Disney Channel Originals, oh. but it's still okay. We'll get into it in the fun facts and details. Mm-hmm. But just it's, deep canon. It's before tech. It's part of the premiere suite of films, not the originals. It's still uh. you know a Disney a Disney franchise. owned sure. Whatever.
1: Okay. I am scrolling to see the movie art. The movie art. Wow. Okay. Um, let me let me sum it up. It's pink. It says Susie Q. And then there's a moon underneath that kind of looks like a C. So if you read it, it could say "Suzy <laughs> QC." <laughs> Quality control. It has the uh, interestingly enough, uh, much to your point, probably this is has the Walt Disney Pictures logo on the top, mm-hmm. which is different than obviously the Disney Channel original logo that I've seen on a couple of other movie posters. So
0: there is a version with the. Disney Channel original thingy on it, but Mm. I grabbed this one because it felt like it was a little bit more, Mm -hmm. or was telling more of a story than Uh the other ones.
1: It's the Disney premiere or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and it also has three characters. Um, One has a basketball, which I'm (laughs) pumped about.
0: Yeah, we're just sticking with the theme here. There's a through line. There's so many movies we can watch about basketball. And
1: then um, there's a couple, I guess, on the left side. And then at the bottom, it says, Death is just the beginning. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Okay, so other it's than so
0: that,
1: <laughs> other than that tagline, there's nothing to suggest that there's anything that has anything to do with death. Well, so, I would hope not. Uh oh man, what is this about?
0: This isn't it I, I was like, what is Mike going to guess? Because there there's pretty much no well, yeah. I don't I don't want to give anything away.
1: Okay. Here's my here's my first take. Susie Q is a ghost. Um and she haunts this couple on the left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, he kind of looks like he has like a letter jacket on. So let's say he's an athlete and she has- Perhaps a a basketball player. Yeah, Perhaps a basketball player. And Susie Q- I actually
0: honestly don't remember.
1: Susie Q has the basketball. I'm going to guess that Susie Q was this guy's girlfriend and then she died. Hmm. And then he got a new girlfriend and Susie Q is haunting them because she's mad. That- all right, that is what I'm getting from this poster, but it also does sound a little morbid to be a, a Disney story, so I'm not I'm not too convinced.
0: Well, remember, this isn't this is part of the premiere suite. There's another another movie that has kind of like adult themes that was f- in the premiere. Okay. So, and I've really only seen a handful that falls like before. I think it's like 1997 is when the Disney premiere. Uh-huh movies existed and then they got a little bit more, you know, kidified. But I think in the late 90s, people like kids were watching a little bit more adult content than they are now.
1: That's true. And Disney did like, they did put Pinocchio in front of us in the fifties <laughs> or whenever Christ. it was with I mean, the, with that... the don- evil donkeys smoking cigars or were they crows? I don't remember. They're
0: donkeys. They, okay. they turned kids into donkeys. That's right. Those asses. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so good kind of sum I, up i'm not
1: confident that that's exactly what's happening mm-hmm. but okay. that's just that's what the movie poster's telling me she's a ghost and she's haunting her old boyfriend so i see i see some names at the top just one yeah. more thing mm-hmm. uh justin wallen mm-hmm. and amy joe johnson
0: do you know who amy joe johnson is
1: I feel like I should, but I don't.
0: (laughs) You will. I won't spoil it for you, but when you see her face, you will know. And that's all I'll say about that. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Well, in the picture that I'm seeing, I can't really see her face, so...
0: It's blurry, and I'm sorry. It's hard to rip like these no, posters no. off the internet. There's
1: oh, obviously, yeah, there's really
0: not a lot That's of high quality. Of the,
1: it's part of the fun that I don't really get a good <laughs> image, and I'm just like, what do you, th- what do you think?
0: Oh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's part of what makes this this pod kind of uh, a nostalgic throwback. Is blurry <laughs> movie posters, yeah. just like our
1: memories. they're uh, blurry. blurry
0: and <laughs> sort of hard to hard to read. All right, everyone. So we are going to. Take a break, watch the movie, and before you know it, we'll be back talking about Suzy Q. Here we go. We did it. We watched. (laughs) We did it. Suzy Q.
1: Yeah, it was very good.
0: Yeah, it was certainly an interesting one. The thing I'd remember about the movie is just like susie's dress
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was your main takeaway (laughs) that was
0: my main (laughs) takeaway
1: yeah what resonated with you when when you were a kid
0: i think i just i always liked you know like 1950s aesthetics and the fashion Mm. and the music and i think i really liked that piece of it and i thought it was kind of romantic you know Mm -hmm. even though like nothing romantic really happens Mm -hmm. i mean it kind of does. It's like romantic adjacent.
1: Did you like the 1950s stuff because of this movie or or it was just a happy coincidence?
0: That I don't know because this came out in 1996. Uh-huh. So hard to say. I think I always liked like doo-wop music and stuff like that because my dad always listened to it in the car. Mm, okay. So it was, I already had an ear, an ear for it.
1: Yeah. And the movie does open with... Straight it's up. a very
0: strong 1950s yeah. vibe, mm-hmm. straight straight out of the gate. But to give just a, qu- a quick overview of what this movie is about, which it's kind of hard because we, I think, are still a little bit scratching our heads There's kind of a lot, exactly
1: a There's kind of a lot going on.
0: Um, but at a high level, so we have a boy, Zach Sands, who's grieving the recent death of his father, um, and then comes to befriend the ghost of a young girl haunting his house. He learns that the ghost, who's nicknamed Susie Q, which... Makes sense. I didn't really. Her last name is Quinn, the Quinn family. Remember how they say that?
1: No, I don't remember. Okay. That so at I, all.
0: I put that together earlier. Oh, because Susie Q
1: is a nickname. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, because of
0: the song, but her last name is Starts with a Q. So,
1: okay. Anyhow. That totally went over my head.
0: Uh, but yes. So, nickname Susie Q. She's still coming to terms with the car crash that took her life in the 1950s. Um, and so, Susie and Zach, with the help of Zach's kid sister, Terry, Assist Susie in completing her unfinished business.
1: Mm, so I was right in thinking the movie poster; she's some kind of ghost.
0: I don't know how you did it, honestly. I mean, it does say "death is just the beginning." So, but without yeah. that, I, 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 wouldn't imagine that you would have guessed.
1: No. Yeah. No. Maybe at I should all. have
0: cropped that out. Uh, <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs>
1: I find it really interesting that they use that phrase on the poster and then kids are like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch that.
0: This So this movie was released in 1996 and originally aired on um, a network called Super RTL in Germany mm. um, and then eventually was aired by the Disney Channel. So, yeah, it then it was uh, aired on the Disney Channel in um, October of, of 1996. So Super RTL is a Disney owned company okay so they produced the movie and then it didn't air on the disney channel until later Mm -hmm. so this movie falls into a category of what are called disney premiere films okay so it's anything from august of 1997 and earlier is disney premiere films
1: right because the channel itself didn't exist until
0: well, it did exist, but Disney Channel Original Movies considers 1997's Under Wraps to be the first official Disney Channel original.
1: Okay, so this is a deep cut.
0: So this is a deep cut, but I think it's worth talking about because there are a few others that, you know, there's still, because basically what Disney Channel started doing was producing and owning like the development of DCOMs. Yeah. So that's why they're originals. They're not like produced by a third party. Right. It's all they're keeping it all Uh in-house. But I feel like this is still noteworthy because it was like just on the cusp of being in the era of of the Disney Channel originals. Mm, Very good. So a couple a couple fun facts um, about this movie. Not much to find on it, which is not surprising. But I I will note one anachronism, uh, which is that at the beginning of the movie, uh, which the movie it's is set in 1955. In the at the beginning, Susie begins playing a record of Dale Hawkins' version of Susie Q as she gets ready. And the song was actually not released on vinyl until 1957.
1: Oh, wait, what? Do your research. What day? Yeah, what day is it, or what year is this supposed to be?
0: 1955. 1955. fifty five. Okay, all right. So there's that. And then fun personal fact. Um. So Shelley Long is the is the mom in this movie. Yes, uh, she plays Penny. Um. And my brother. Went to school with Shelly Long's daughter and they were really close friends. And actually, her daughter, she, they were good friends and she spent many Christmases at our house.
1: She did? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That is a nice factoid.
0: Yeah. I kind of <laughs> forgot about that until <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Shelly Long. I Her daughter was friends with my brother and I've met her several times.
1: Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've seen yeah. her face in a lot of things.
0: Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she's, but
1: I never knew her name or anything.
0: Yeah. So. She's, yeah. She's all over the place. Wow. So that's a, just a quick uh, recap and some fun facts that I thought would nicely set us up to talk about the movie. Yeah. I actually didn't write a lot down for what worked really held up.
1: Uh huh.
0: I don't know. It's just such a strange movie.
1: It is a very strange movie. So yes. the
0: the first thing that I wrote down was kind of a realistic car crash scenario.
1: Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on the car crash opening. Okay. Um. But one thing I will say that weirdly held up for me is that 1950s Chevy Bel Air Sport Coupe with the white interior.
0: Such a really nice nice
1: classic car. I'm not a classic car guy per se, but immediately saw that and was like, oh, yeah, that was a nice choice.
0: I think the whole opening sequence is very like quintessential 1950s. Mm -hmm. I will say now that I've gotten older and realized that there's some problematic things with like fetishizing the 1950s and yes. like that culture, <laughs> but it is very like picture. You know, it's it, it's it's it sets a tone. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And I think from like a kid perspective, you know, you have no attachment to that era other than like the music. Like I like you the dresses,
0: pa- the cars, and the music.
1: Yes, you in particular, like your dad would play the 50s music, so you had a bit of an attachment. But like for the you know the regular kid at home. They would have no other reference for the 1950s, so you know these movies and this this pop culture is really informing a lot of what kids know about the 50s, and it's all kind of this um, cliche type stuff.
0: Yeah, and you know, she's always just like she never swears. She's very like sweet, so uh-huh. cute in the pink dress and she always says Jeepers.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the other undercurrent that I think it's funny is if you couple this movie with like Back to the Future, the the other <laughs> running theme with the 1950s is all these girls are like low-key very sexual. Yes. So, and that is a theme that is running through this mm-hmm. through this movie which we'll get to. Um, A couple of other things that weirdly held up for me going back to cars. So once I saw the Bel Air, I was like, oh, let's take note of all the cars that we see in this movie. (laughs) When they cut to uh, Zach's mom.
0: Penny. Penny.
1: Okay. When they cut to Zach's mom, she is driving a 90s, quintessential 90s Jeep Grand Cherokee. Great choice for her. Um, Their neighbor (laughs) across the street.
0: Great choice for her. Why?
1: Because if they're going to sit like a... If they're trying to do like a cliche mom, ah, she you know she has a cliche Grand Cherokee. Got course. it. Um, their neighbor across the street for some reason has a first generation NA Miata, which for car people that's like a big deal. And then the teacher Dave Stanford mm-hmm. slash coach Dave Stanford, <laughs> um, coach, yeah, he has a yellow convertible, like an MG convertible, which yes. is a British car, and that is a like a low key like awesome choice. Wow. Yeah. So, for Is for that car a, Is people, that a
0: realistic car for a coach/teacher
1: slash oh, to own? Absolutely not. It's going to absolutely say, doesn't not.
0: seem like it.
1: <laughs> I tried to look up if I could find a screenshot of just that car in the movie mm. and I couldn't find one online short of me rerunning the movie and like taking a screenshot from my own computer. Uh From it, your own computer? Yeah, yeah. There's not uh there's not really any evidence to show for the MG convertible, but I did appreciate that choice because that was a choice. Um, A couple of other things that held up for me. Zach, our protagonist, mm-hmm. he plays basketball. And from all the other movies that we've seen so far, every <laughs> was an intentional. Every character plays basketball. So basketball is very important in the Disney Disney Channel original. There uh, are canon. several
0: other basketball movies. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is just a, a handful in a slew of basketball <laughs> films that are upcoming. Up
1: yeah. Another thing, uh, middle part haircuts, since they're coming back, Zach had a had a great one. And Some and of his te- teammates, classmates, they all had great middle part haircuts. Very
0: mid nineties vibes. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note that you actually gave yourself a middle part last night.
1: That's right. With yes. our friends, yes. Test- My hair is long enough to where I can split it right down the middle, and it looks like nineties Zach. So
0: yeah, very Devin Siwa and Casper.
1: <laughs> Zach's friend Brad has great circle glasses, which I took note of. <laughs> yeah. and like it looks really cool. I liked cool. him. I it, yeah, he was great. no, Brad was great. All the dad looks, you know, the light wash jeans. Uh, That's you know, very
0: popular it's, right now. I,
1: yes, light wash jeans, polos tucked in with the belt. That was a very quintessential look. Every um, every male character had had that going on. Particularly the teacher Dave Stanford, um, which Ooh, I he found was to he be was serving weir-
0: weirdly attractive.
1: Well, he was serving up something, and I was <laughs> serving up some sauce. I was. Um, I was waiting for something to happen with the mom.
0: I, you know, I thought it was going to be another like smart house situation, but they just kind of ignored or avoided that plot line altogether. Like the mom and the teacher, they're just they just talk a couple times, but nothing ever
1: happens. Yeah. And since we're bringing it up, I'm I put it in what left us wondering. But how did teacher Dave get such a like a jazzy sexy vibe I like his voice was very you know
0: (laughs) i had to look him up because i was like he's just one of those guys that's like in shit and you're just like oh right that guy like he he looks very familiar and he's been around the block a a few times and different things but
1: yeah but like the way he was playing that character was very i thought there was going to be something more Mm -hmm. to happen and then nothing happens which is yeah so it was he was just unnecessarily interesting he could have just been bland. I and, think you that know. they
0: were trying to maybe give him like a more of a father figure vibe for Zach versus a love interest. Mm. But it's definitely it's another situation where like, yeah, those two are definitely going to hook up. Like, <laughs> he was serving looks serving looks. I yeah, I was. into
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked how how deep the theme is on the undercurrent, you know, the convo about what it was like dying in a car crash, I thought was like. Wow, that this is
0: It was really weirdly intense.
1: intense, but like they treated it
0: well, I feel like. Yeah, there was I mean there was a bit of exposition regarding why and how exactly Susie is still there, which I I noted a little bit later. We mm-hmm. can talk about some of the the details surrounding her <laughs> <laughs> existence yeah. later.
1: Um those are what I had for what worked or weirdly held up. That, okay. that was all I could come up with.
0: I have one more which okay. is Something as a self-proclaimed continuity queen. Mm, um, yes. The continuity on Susie's hairstyle, mm, Chef's Kiss. I
1: had, yeah. It is
0: exactly the same down to one strand of hair that's always hanging on like the left side of her face while the rest of it is like, you know, very yeah. 50s with the headband. It is wow. exactly the same the entire movie.
1: Now, I didn't pay any attention. Did she have like a head... Scarf or she had
0: like a headband. A
1: headband, okay. The whole time. The whole time. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. And so, if she's a ghost, then she's gonna be wearing the exact same and looking the exact same all the time.
0: Right, which calls into question some of the physics around ghost <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but whatever. I'll do- yeah. <laughs> do yeah.
1: To your point, she does uh make it a point to try and avoid uh like being in a chair when someone's trying to sit down. Like, if that doesn't matter, then what does that matter? Yeah.
0: Right. And like, she, you know, this is always, it's the same, like, in the movie Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon, which is a personal favorite of mine. There's a lot of questionable ghost physics going on. Like, she can sit in a car, but like, she can walk through tables. It,
1: yeah. And as soon as the car goes, she's like, oh, she's in the chair. She's riding in the car.
0: <laughs> but whatever. I'm not going to. Never mind
1: the fact that she just. Like flew through the door to sit into the car. Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> Reflexing. Talk
1: about anachronisms.
0: So. Oh boy. All right. So what didn't what didn't hold up? Um, the first thing I have in here is just the janitor drooling over how hot Susie. Cares.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: He goes, "You would have loved her, kid."
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I wrote that down. Yeah, the janitor was very creepy. He described Susie as a dream.
0: Mm-hmm. And he said
1: it several times yes. and he had this like wistful look on him. Oh, actually, I hadn't thought of this because this happened in 1955 or whatever. Are they saying that this man was like a student while she was a student and then he just became the janitor oh, and grew old? That makes more sense. I guess
0: that makes sense. Oh. All right. Well, justice for the janitor, uh, I guess you're not that
1: weird. <laughs> I, thought, I my initial thought was I that he was a janitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was just, like, part of the school. Part of the school. <laughs> right. Okay, this makes
1: way more sense. Okay,
0: well, fuck, fuck, fuck us All both. All right. <laughs> and fu- someone fuck that janitor, yeah. he's really asking Seriously. for it. Seriously. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, this is tough, because some of these are crossovers, I feel like, into cancelable. I'll just skip over this one, then, and, and talk about the, the attempted aging process on the parents.
1: Mm-hmm. Susie Q's parents.
0: Susie Q's parents. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. So we
1: see them in the first part in 1955. And then later 40 on. 40
0: years later. Okay.
1: Yes. W- 40 years later, Zach, the main character, like goes back to where they are living now to help Suzy Q, like figure out their real estate thing, w- which we'll talk about so we see them, but they're aged. So what age are they, they supposed to be? They would
0: probably be in their 80s, but they just look like maybe <laughs> like 55. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like, they look to be in their late 40s, but they didn't just, wear sunscreen. They
0: should have just cast different people. I'd really, whatever.
1: We wouldn't have known. No, because you
0: barely see them. In mm-hmm. the, and you even ask me, you're like, do the parents come back later? Just in an effort to note down their existence in, in your notes. And I was like, nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we see like this old couple They're like,
0: like really a pretty large part I, of the people. <laughs> I think that's them. Yeah. Um oh yeah, computers overall. Computers, just didn't yeah. Hold up. Um, a ten year old <laughs> hacking into a fucking bank computer.
1: Yes. I also wrote down Zach, what didn't hold up? Zach doesn't know how to use a computer yeah. at all.
0: He, well, well, we'll talk about it in quotes because I'm almost certain that you wrote this down. <laughs> yes. But yeah, him not knowing how his sister like we also we kind of get a little bit of a sneak peek into her maybe knowing a little bit about computers because <laughs> they're installing like a modem in her bedroom or something.
1: Yeah, and she's like really interested in what the cable guy is doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I other also than wrote that-, that down, the phone modem. That doesn't age very mm-hmm. well. Some of the music is very Muzak. It feels like <laughs> elevator music. <laughs> um like in some of the movies that we've watched, there's like licensed music, and this one it was very obvious that there was not any sort of that going on. So I mean, the, they
0: licensed the Susie Q song, which they played multiple sure, times. Sure,
1: right, and they had to because that was the only one that they bought. Right, right. and, like, <laughs> and okay, I look. mean,
0: it's sort of you know because she, she says Susie Q like the song.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote. I also wrote down. So Penny, the mom, she works at a TV station, and she had to do the weather. For you know, one of the scenes Mm -hmm. and the weather map behind her. You know, we just take for granted that weather people—they're in front of a green screen now and they superimpose the stuff. You know,
0: of all the things we take for granted in life, it it is that weather people. It is the green screen.
1: Yes, (laughs) she was behind. Like it was like a literal map of the area, literal physical map behind her, and that's how people used to do the weather.
0: Interesting. So
1: (laughs) that didn't age well or that didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. But I found that really interesting. Like, oh, okay, yeah, even in this era, like mid 90s, maybe there were some TV stations Free, that were still, screen. yeah, that were still doing like a physical map. Yeah, huh. yeah. I also wrote down like Terry the her, uh, Zach's sister, Terry's some kind of nerd that knows how to use the internet or knows how to use a computer. But she at one scene when they're trying to get the papers for, you know, the the real estate subplot, I guess, um, she's at a bank window with binoculars. Like that's not that's not flying.
0: Well, what's funny about that is the there's a cop that comes up and just like taps on her shoulder and then she pretends to be bird watching. Yeah. And then he's just like shakes his head <laughs> and walks away. And Silly then she kids. like literally immediately goes back to like to looking through the Yeah. Window.
1: And also she's using binoculars, looking through the bank windows so that she can see a password being typed in on a computer and that's another thing like yes anytime we type in a password in a field it's all blanked out we don't even know Uh usually unless you like click the show button which wasn't a thing back then you used to just have to put (laughs) passwords in and just hope that you typed it what right so looking through a window to watch someone put in a password that didn't hold up Um, another thing that didn't hold up to me even though zach you know quintessential protagonist loves basketball (laughs) On all the scenes where he's actually playing basketball, he is terrible at basketball.
0: Oh, so bad! I mean, the final sequence of the of the game is just trash.
1: <laughs> also, um, so they rented his house, and Zach has a basketball goal like in the driveway, and that that goal is not regulation ten the basketball feet. Basketball goal. Yeah, like the backboard and the oh, like a hoop. A hoop. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've never heard it called a basketball goal. Oh.
1: Before. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong in saying that? I don't
0: know. I, I
1: Shows you how much I know about basketball. You
0: seem to know a lot, actually quite a bit, but calling it a basketball goal I, is shows well, you chose your cards. I at least
1: know that it's supposed to be 10 feet. And that one in the driveway was like six and a half. So of course, you know, there's this sequence where he's like just shooting around. I'm like, yeah, he's amazing. He can like he, reach yeah, it.
0: <laughs> it's like, of course Zach is great at basketball. His soup is just, a, just about just as tall as he is. Just above his head.
1: Um, yeah, so speaking of the last sequence, you know, he uh, he decided he was going to join the basketball team and then they're, you know, they need him.
0: He just shows up in a uniform?
1: Yeah, and then it- the coach is like, yeah, come on in. Excuse <sighs> me, Coach Dave Sanford.
0: <laughs> Your crush? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so there's this like storyline about how Susie Q's dad was the basketball coach back, mm-hmm. back in the day. And he has this old book of like basketball plays and a Zach gets a hold of it at one point and then during the last sequence where they need to win the game they stop everything and they do some light reading <laughs> in this 1975 basketball playbook it's like yeah in in the clutch moment where you just need you know you need two points so the score they were two down yeah, and they had like seven seconds left so you at least need to tie it right so they go they go to this book this 1975 book and then they run this play, and it leaves Zach open on a three-point line, and then he scores on the three-point, and they win the game by one. Uh-huh. couple of things there. Okay. You're not going to find that play in that 1975 basketball playbook, because there wasn't a three-point line back then.
0: Boom, roasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
1: the three-point line, at least in high school, wasn't adopted until 1987.
0: Wow. So that
1: game-winning play would So would that's never not even
0: have, like close. Not even
1: close. Yeah, you're not gonna find anything there. Also, Ugh. basketball is very different back then. Yes. And I think if you were gonna sit there and look at plays to try and run for the last- It wouldn't make sense the last based game, on- They're all designed for two, right? So you would run a play to tie the game. You wouldn't run a play for a, you know, a three-point play that you can't get. And
0: the three-point line, that's across all basketball. <laughs>
1: That is correct. Yes. <laughs> just, high school, You know college, how like in yeah.
0: football there's like slightly different rules for college versus yes. Yeah, I mean, or There
1: are slightly different rules in basketball for high school, college and NBA. But just. But they all do have a three-point line.
0: Point blank. No three-point line until 1987. In
1: high school. Yeah. In,
0: okay. NBA it. had
1: it in like 85. Ah, okay. NCAA had it like a year after. And so, you know.
0: Anything else? What didn't
1: hold up? Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a scene, you know, with uh, they're kind of jailed by a police officer and he's just being his usual, you know, police officer. Yeah. Um, But he was watching the TV station on a tiny TV, which I haven't seen since the mid 90s. Um, Like, you know, one of those battery operated Mm -hmm. ones that you just put on a um, on a desk. Yeah. My dad had one. Yeah, since 1998, I literally have like with my own eyes, not even like watching movies or anything. I don't think I've seen one since watching oh. this. That's all I had for didn't hold up.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that that we talked about also sort of falls into the what left us wondering category. I feel like there's there's a little bit of overlap, but that's fine, you know. So, my first bullet in what left us wondering, simply the plot. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> what Yeah, I'm glad we got to this. Because uh, I
0: have, we a should, lot. we sh-
1: maybe should have opened with this, but what the hell is happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was equally flummoxed, and in fact, had to go back. This is I had to go back and read the plot of the movie because there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird plot lines with like Susie needing to get the deed from her. Here's basically kind of what yeah, happens.
1: with in your best, with your best effort. Try to explain Susie Q.
0: <laughs> so before Susie dies in the car accident, her grandfather's like, Susie, get away with the documents. And she's like, Grandpa, I gotta go. And then doesn't get him the documents that right. he's asking for Right, Because she dies negligent. in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And Thus sets out this, you know, 40 year long Susie in limbo situation because she has unfinished business as a ghost. And because Zach finds her bracelet that she lost in the water is the reason why he can see her. And then
1: that was not clear, not
0: clear at all. Clear. And then so basically he has to help her find this missing title deed that the bank needs because there's the... Um, Unless
1: they show that they have the deed, then it, the house will be repossessed.
0: Right, the Quinn family, her family, owns like half of the town or something. So this bad guy, the Kovich guy, okay, he is trying to. He was trying to manipulate people into thinking that he was the full owner.
1: He's like a real estate developer. He's trying
0: to, yeah, he's trying to destroy, like, take and over and
1: greedy, yeah, and okay. de-
0: and destroy the town. I, I don't really understand. So basically, high level.
1: Love a good Disney movie about real estate.
0: I was in. I mean, as a kid, first of all, I barely. I'm a 32 year old woman, and yeah, I barely I, know. What we own a home, on. and at the very least, understand the concept of home and property. And this went completely over my head. So as a child, I mean, just do a different story. I mean, yeah. anything else.
1: The whole. Yeah, the whole purpose of Susie Q being around for unfinished business is that the business, the her unfinished business is revealing that her family rightfully owns this property. Yeah,
0: like making sure that her family is set set up for Okay. So this is this is a big hole and what really left me wondering after revisiting the plot was that Grandpa tries to tell Susie about the documents. Yes. Does he then also die? Because There's no stopping him from telling her parents about the documents.
1: As far as I can tell, this grandpa is upstairs. Yes. And her parents are downstairs. And so at no point did the parents go upstairs to talk to grandpa. And at no point did he have the opportunity to tell them to go look for documents or whatever. Like, why is it on Susie Q?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In, I don't get that's it. That's
0: the big. That's the big question mark. Like unless the the grandpa also died that night,
1: <laughs> which where's <is> his ghost?
0: <laughs> well, he's in the back seat of the car
1: at the end, but he wasn't there for the well, entire right. movie. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> he should have been back there, like Susie.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just it feels like his unfinished business, not her unfinished business. Oh, yeah, because if he's dead too, I don't know. But they, <laughs> her, like if we're if we're to follow the conceit of like. Your spirit or your ghost or whatever hangs around on Earth. Your, Susie was sent back from heaven, she says.
1: Oh. I she am. was like,
0: I. There's apparently
1: a lot of things I missed.
0: Yeah, I was like, is this kind of a low-key Christian movie?
1: Oh.
0: She, it didn't turn out that way. Susie but. was, she was like, yeah, heaven's real. I was sent back from heaven to come back and do. And I was like, what the hell? First of all, God, fuck you, man. <laughs> rude, rude, rude as fuck just yeah. to like dangle the carrot of heaven in front of Susie and be like, yeah. no, you're just gonna have to like be in limbo yeah. until somebody finds your bracelet. Mm-hmm. And it's unclear if that before, will ever happen. Before
1: you enjoy heaven, I'm gonna send you back down so that you can find the deed to your parents' to have house.
0: 40 years in solitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work for it, girly. I, I think, so if we're to follow along, so Johnny Angel, who is Susie's prom date. Okay. At the end of the movie, you know, once once her business has been finished, picks her up and they drive off into heaven. So and, and the grandpa's in the backseat. So mm. maybe she's been able to hang out with the three of them this whole time, which made me feel a little bit better. But they never. Zach
1: wasn't able to see the other two. Yeah,
0: or that's maybe who she's with when she's not with him. So Mm. I don't know. I was like, all right, at least maybe she's not alone. Alone, she's Mm -hmm. maybe she's able to fuck Johnny Angel. I don't know.
1: Oh, I mean, hopefully, (laughs) I mean, he's an angel, you know.
0: Yeah, he's an angel twice, (laughs) twice around. Um, so I would, I was just gonna say, like, under the premise of unfinished business that we're, you know, that Susie kind of sets up, Mm -hmm. wouldn't Zach's dad? Also, technically, have been sent back, like maybe to see his game or you know, he finally plays yeah. at the end, yeah. Because, like, technically, you know, Zach's dad does have unfinished business, he died before he got to go see his son play. He died in the big game, he
1: died because he was attempting to go see his right. son, so play.
0: I feel like there's some other tie in there with the dad. Plus, wouldn't you be kind of pissed that, like, that is a missed
1: opportunity, yeah.
0: Like, if. So instead of seeing your your dad or getting to spend more time with your dad who passed away, you instead have to like get arrested because the ghost of a dead girl you don't know (laughs) needs your help to save a family you also don't know in a town you just moved to. Oh,
1: man. You know, the longer we talk about this movie, the more confusing it gets.
0: (laughs) That's the problem when you have an already like indecipherable plot Layered on top of a kind of confusing, like, ghost mechanism. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of confusion. To
1: be fair, none of the people who made these movies were ever expecting anyone to revisit them (laughs) in such detail. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, joke's on you, (laughs) Susie Q.
1: So, another thing that left me wondering there's a scene in the high school when. When Zach is at school and Susie Q's with him, but no one else can see her or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're in a chemistry class. Okay. And, you know, it's kind of your prototypical chemistry class setup where, you know, the teacher asks the the you know, someone to do something or like complete this chemical compound and they don't know what to do and they accidentally fuck it up and like something explodes Classic. or like something yeah. So, and everyone gets smoked out because he did the chemistry thing wrong. So, and in this movie, there is definitely that scene because Susie Q gives him the wrong, like, mm-hmm. you know, th- ingredient, and he he smokes everyone out. My question is, did you guys do chemistry shit like that in high school? Because we, I don't feel like we ever did that kind of thing, where you would there would be like beakers and graduated cylinders, and you have to like add things. I see that all the time in movies and I've never done it. It's a very
0: common movie trope and I, here's the other thing. If you're a chemistry teacher, because it's not like Zach is like, ah, like he does, he's like, oh, it says the name of the the compound while Mm -hmm. pouring it in. Mm -hmm. He makes like a big pronouncement about it. There's like a couple beats and then he pours it in. So like, if you're the teacher, you know that that's the wrong thing, you know, it's going to smoke out the classroom. Why wouldn't you just feel like- Just
1: let it happen. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the other thing. It's like, I mean, high school students left to their own devices with chemicals. It just is not.
1: That does not sound good at all.
0: Yeah. So, no, to answer your question, I did not have that experience, nor do I think. I don't think you're doing anything with beakers until you're like actually majoring in science in college. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just don't feel like that's a high school.
1: I wouldn't feel comfortable in high school or or even as a grown ass man now.
0: Yeah. I'm just imagining you just like complaining to the science teacher, I'm not comfortable. I'm not about- <laughs>
1: comfortable. About you putting this in the graduated <laughs> cylinder. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We've watched a few other decoms, and this is always kind of a prevailing, like, simmering question that I have in the background of my mind. Because Zach plays basketball and in Smart House, Ben plays basketball. Mm-hmm. And then like the double team sisters, they play basketball. Are all the DCOMs in the same universe? <gasps> Could our guy Zach potentially play Ben? <gasps> because from what I re- remember of Smart House, Ben was at a high school in California.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, and is that correct? I, that, were they in California? I don't remember, but it doesn't matter.
1: Say they were in California. Cause you can tell like, you know, some of these places like Zach, Went to a high school in California, mm-hmm. um, but what if these characters actually would play each other because they're at different high schools or whatever?
0: I love the multiverse theory, and yeah. I feel like once we've watched a handful, we could do it's,
1: yes, we could. Our, we could do a power rankings of like we best have, basketball teams. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this team would like rank really low because there are they're already bad like that's kind of the whole thing of like right they really zach. wanting zach to be on the basketball team and, because he's this basketball star and the
1: basketball playbook of 1975 right they need it
0: it's all very strange also they they're in washington
1: oh okay um okay.
0: widow willow valley washington
1: okay maybe a national title <laughs> situation <laughs> really trying to make this happen yeah yeah
0: oh yes so this kind of goes back and ties into the whole bank kerfuffle with the um, the passwords and the, all the who'sy what'sies. So what left me wondering, so they're trying to hack into the bank's computer system to print out some mm-hmm. deed title documentation. They hack in, instead of hitting F10 or something, sh- Susie hits M10 to try to print.
1: She hits Shift N F10.
0: Okay, so whatever that is, somehow causes not only her computer, but all of the computers to malfunction in the bank office space. And not Specifically,
1: only- Specifically, Shift N F10 spits out money out of the ATM. <laughs> that is the, I wrote it down. How,
0: why is there a function that <laughs> I am blown away?
1: I didn't have it in this category. I had it in key takeaway because okay. that was one of my key takeaways is that if I want just cash to flow out of an ATM, I need to hit Shift and F10, that'll Should do it.
0: I like, is it worth trying to do that on our computer? <laughs> the,
1: yeah, the cache is just gonna come out of monitors and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Here, just I'm to gonna s- do it right now. Okay. Ready? Shift N, F10. <clears throat> uh, it muted, that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just for the- The computer
1: said, fuck you. For the listener,
0: no cache came out of any holes. <laughs>
1: That's a real bummer.
0: <laughs> I'm always looking for cash to come out of holes. Yeah.
1: Another thing. Yeah. To your point, what left me wondering, how does Terry know how to use a computer? She's like eight years old.
0: Well, and you know what? I would I would venture to guess that the writers of this movie did not know how to use a computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Damn. man. Darts.
0: I not mean to be like that much of a shot fired. Darts. Oof. But like, obviously they don't because... whatever (laughs) i'm still really hung up about the atm cash situation
1: (laughs) a couple other things and left uh what left us wondering there's a scene where they actually find the paperwork that they need to like it wasn't at the bank they find the paperwork that they needed at that house that zach is renting that used to own or used to be owned or is owned by susie q's family they find it in a secret bedroom yes access from the closet of another room to which I asked myself, <laughs> "There was a whole secret room in this house. That must be fucking a must be fucking gross Disgusting. because it was like cobwebs and like old all the original 1955 furniture is still there. It must have smelled terrible.
0: It's just like imagine like a thrift thrift store vintage store times like
1: a yeah, million. And um, imagine a vintage store that hasn't been touched in forty years. Blah. Blah. And then." Since we're already talking about, you know, real estate in this movie, I thought to myself, well, they have undervalued this home because there's a whole other room. There's another 100 square feet. Right. I mean, where's another, who
0: has, owns the blueprints? If
1: I looked it up on Zillow and it said it was a four bedroom and then I go in there and there's a fifth bedroom, that's another $100,000 at least. Yeah. So
0: Well, the mom said she got a good deal on the house. <laughs> that, I guess, kind of is, I mean, I didn't write this down, but now that we're talking about it, it's kind of a bit of a head scratcher. Like, who sold them? I guess they got it because it was foreclosed. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Um, Anything else for?
1: No, um, I had one note about the actors, but we'll get to that.
0: Okay, great. Um, So, cancelable offenses, there's a few. I mean, nothing, like, super egregious, but certainly um, the uh, multitude of upskirt shots um yes like we yes. kind of mentioned the 50s of it all this sort of sexualizing of women mm-hmm. in general yeah
1: the whole sexualization <laughs> of women particularly so there's a scene where zach is arguing with susie q and like um he bumps into like a another like high schooler and like knocks her books down or whatever and he's helping her <laughs> like gather her books and then she goes up she you know she walks away because he she thinks he's weird and there. <laughs> There's a shot of Zach looking up her skirt, and then from the from that time on, Susie is trying to like get Zach's attention. So she like strips down her dress. It used to be like this, you know, quintessential fifties dress. Which yeah. Like, she like
0: below the knee, puffy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And she like strips it all down so that it's basically just like a.
0: The messaging of that the corset
1: is- and the, yeah, like that that is cancelable to me. Like this whole you need to sexualize yourself in order to, um, get the attention of boys. Yes, but also, I mean,
0: I feel like, uh, you know, that's like ingrained in my, in my psyche, you know?
1: Yeah. And then, um, because Zach looks up (laughs) this girl's skirt and then Susie notices and, or they make light of it and then she starts stripping down or whatever that kind of like invites the viewer, to start looking at her a different way, yeah. Immediately after that, there's multiple shots where it's obvious that Susie Q is wearing like a shorter dress, and she's like jumping over rails and stuff, and she has a shorter skirt on, and it's almost inviting the viewer to be like, "Oh, can I see you up her skirt?" Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. Like, this is a this is a Disney <clears throat> Channel movie. Like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, in terms of inviting the viewer to look up skirts, I I felt that a little bit less, but I think that. I think that you're right in that they definitely have like you one way you could potentially look at it is like, oh, Susie's like freed herself of her like the burden of this big dress. And now she can kind of be a little bit more active and run around more. But no, I think it's just that they wanted her to be hot. Yeah.
1: And she's like constantly adjusting her her uh, bustier.
0: Her, is yeah. that I think I said to you? I was like, the main plot of this movie is Susie's boobs.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it, a big piece Susie's of it. boobs are everywhere, <laughs> and then and then and then we're invited to look up her skirt later on. So we're like, oh, boobs and butt.
0: Yeah, I think um, also just outside of some of the the sexualization of, of the high school students, the cop, uh, when they get pulled over because they're trying to speed off to get the papers mm-hmm. in time for the whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. They get pulled over by a cop and the cop threatens to shoot Terry, the younger <laughs> sister. For just reminding him to follow the law. She was like, do you have a warrant? And he's like, I have a warrant to shoot your ass or something (laughs) like that.
1: Oh, okay, so I wrote this down. Well, I have a fully loaded 357 Magnum that could probably do a lot of damage if fired at a person. No young kid is gonna tell me how to do my job.
0: The the, so the cop and all of the police shit in this movie is so out of bounds. He's like he's basically—I mean—he is a crooked police officer because he's like doing the bidding of Mr. Mm-hmm, Kovitch and mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he knows, you know, and how Mr. Kovitch knows that Zach is involved is a complete mystery to me because he sends his son, who's technically the bully of the movie. It is just so. All oh over right, the place. Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that are just kind of very strange.
0: Ah uh, yes, and then um, just general mishandling of firearms. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, one note: be, that cop is played by Will Sasso.
0: I wrote that down as well.
1: Okay. Um, sorry, I'm trampling on another category. It's okay. But uh, when I, the moment I saw him, I like I grew up watching Mad TV. Like I didn't mm. watch a lot of SNL. I watched a lot of Mad TV. Will Sasso was all over Mad TV, and growing up, I didn't realize the slapstick. Like homage to the Three Stooges, the mm-hmm. like his particular brand of um, physical comedy. I didn't realize the, all the history behind it or whatever. I just enjoyed him on Mad TV. So when I saw him in this movie, I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's Will Sasso. I love this guy." And like looking back on it now, it was really instrumental in me appreciating types of comedy. And he was instrumental in that because he showed me what like dumb physical. Three Stooges kind d- of comedy. Did you
0: watch the Three Stooges movie with him in it?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah. I was, I like aged out by then, you know?
0: He, uh, yeah, his face, I, I didn't clock it, but then I, I was like, who the fuck is playing this cop? He is, <laughs> d- he's through the roof, like just absolutely scene stealing and not the best way. Just yeah. like completely yeah. over the top. And I was like, wait, how do I know this guy? And I was like, oh yes, that's Will Sasso. So yeah, so, uh, Great Will Sasso, um, scene stealing performance. (laughs) Um, Anything? Anything else? Cancelable.
1: Yeah. So Johnny Angel stops his car in the middle of the bridge. Yes. And they die because of that. Idiotic. Terrible, terrible place to stop a car. I mean, want to throw that out there? Just don't
0: slam on the brakes. Yeah. Slow.
1: (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, One little moment. So Ray, the bully character, he sees zach and brad hanging out brad happens to be a black kid Mm -hmm. and ray the bully he calls them homies and and he does it with like a like a wink you know like oh "Oh, what are you homies doing like yeah so that was a little moment that was cancelable for me (laughs) doesn't age well at all Mm -hmm. wasn't appropriate then not appropriate now
0: Okay, so I really, we can probably just move past this pretty quickly in terms of what are we eating? Because there's not, not really much, much eating or...
1: Yeah, they had a breakfast spread that looked decent. they, they I, also, said, I
0: just said realistic breakfast spread because yeah. it was just like a normal looking breakfast. Which,
1: they had uh, they had a dinner spread, which looked good. They had it like a sliced uh, baguette in mm. a, you know, in a basket. It was unnecessary for it to be in a basket. I think that's a little too cliche, but...
0: My mom used to do that. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh.
1: I didn't mean to say How that it was cliche. dare
0: you? <laughs> Somebody call Chris, she's gonna be pissed.
1: <laughs> um, and then one other note about what are we eating or what's in that cup. Susie's dad, when he's old in the 90s, uh-huh. he is sipping tea <laughs> from a tall glass with a straw. And the tea looks like some dirty dishwater. gross! Uh, I, I didn't just want to throw that out that. there. There's not a lot of food or drink in this, but that one in particular, <sighs> terrible.
0: Yeah. All right. So, favorite moment. I have a, f- a few, but I have an ultimate um, boss <laughs> that wins out at the end. It, okay. It's possible that it might be similar to you. I don't know. I say that. I said that last time and it wasn't the same. So, but anyhow. <laughs> The So speaking of Brad, the friend, Mm -hmm. they the first time you see the hot teacher, coach.
1: (laughs) Teacher slash coach Dave Stanford.
0: So the first time we meet Dave Stanford and uh, the friend Brad, Brad and some other student are doing this like modern Romeo and Juliet performance in English (laughs) class. And I was like, this "This is so weird and bad. But also you kind of quickly get a sense of who Brad is, which I appreciate because he's kind of like. What I didn't really clock, but I I realized when I read the Wikipedia plot, because I had to, because I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? (laughs) Um, Like they say, you know, instead of playing basketball, um, Zach, you know, picks up with the drama nerds or whatever. Which like kind of, but not really. That
1: was supposed to establish that Brad is a drama nerd? yeah. okay we
0: don't he also plays basketball so i
1: brad great friend he's into drama and basketball
0: yes oh yeah and then speaking of basketball once again when zach's anti-basketball speech from the picnic table (laughs) because like (laughs) i just really thought it was because everyone's you know everyone's clamoring for him to play basketball the reason that he doesn't want to play is that his dad died on the way to his championship basketball game so Mm -hmm. he has You know, all these like there's baggage, baggage, you know, mixed feelings, whatever. So he he's finally sick of everyone asking him to play basketball, gets up at the picnic table and he's he's just like, you know what? I'm not playing basketball and basketball sucks. This isn't an exact quote, but it was basically the theme was anti-basketball. Yeah. So
1: which is weird coming from this guy who. Supposedly is really good at basketball. right and it's like
0: only a handful of people like it, they make it out to be like everyone's asking me to play basketball it's like maybe three people so like the rest of the <laughs> students are probably like yeah. dude what the fuck
1: <laughs> it's it's coach Dave Stanford and Brad <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that's it
1: like your mom doesn't care
0: yeah and then Zach is in the bathroom and like I think he realizes Susie Susie Q has followed him in there and he turns around and he just goes, <laughs> You can't come in here. And the camera pans over and there's just a little kid like trying to pee at the urinal and like scurries out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Yeah,
1: that was really good. I have a few favorite moments. Um when they die. <laughs> it was really interesting.
0: Death is just the beginning. That's true. And they it get was, run in fact the beginning get, of the movie.
1: <laughs> they get run into by another car. And then they, their car falls off a bridge, which I thought was like really bold for a Disney movie. Yeah, to um, be the
0: opening sequence and the kids are drunk. <laughs>
1: yeah, they are drunk, aren't they? Yeah. Zach looks up a girl's skirt. <laughs> That's a moment.
0: <laughs> that was also your, <laughs> that was cancelable and your favorite yes. moment. Good grief. <laughs> because I couldn't believe they she did says, it. says a lot about you as a person.
1: <laughs> um, there's a scene where Zach uh, catches <laughs> the bully, Ray, like throws a basketball at him and Mm -hmm. Zach catches it like like in dodgeball and then jacks up a three point from the stands.
0: Hell yeah. I love a redemption moment (laughs) where the bully gets schooled.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. (laughs) Zach and coach Dave Stanford do some light reading during the last time out. (laughs) And then uh, my very last favorite moment is the same as yours. So please. Okay. Let's
0: get to it. Are, are, <laughs> do you know for sure?
1: Oh, I know for sure. Okay.
0: So at, so you think it, the movie's going to end when Susie, <laughs> the original Susie, gets into the car with Johnny Angel and they drive off into the heavens. <laughs> but no, that is in fact not the end of the movie. The end of the movie is <laughs> we see Zach at, at school. <laughs> God, I can't. We see Zach at school. You know, he's a little bit, he's down, down and out because he loved Susie. He tells her he loves her before she leaves. And um, he hears a familiar voice from just down the hall. Mm -hmm. And then as he's walking, a girl turns around and it is Susie Q. Yeah. Which that logic, I don't know, confusing. Maybe she doesn't matter. Cut to an absolute (laughs) scene-stopping, Movie endings, (laughs) freeze frame of Zach's face being like, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the greatest freeze frame I've probably ever seen.
0: I, in that cut to credits.
1: (laughs) Really good. What a way to end.
0: I would never have expected a movie that opens with a drunk, like a drunk teen car crash to end with like, a ni- to like end night, like, like a zoink, a, yeah, <laughs> like a '90s sitcom, like Malcolm in the Middle freeze frame, just really funny. Oh
1: man, that was good.
0: Favorite moment for sure. Uh, let's get into a little bit of of where are they now. We talked about the movie, some of our favorite moments. Um, so we're going to focus on a few of the of the leads here, um, starting with uh, Amy Jo Johnson, who plays the titular Susie Q um she's 52 now and she's still working it looks like she's kind of pivoted more so to directing uh but most notably you probably know her as the original pink power ranger
1: yeah i i when we were watching this movie i was thinking who i know this face Mm -hmm. and i know this voice
0: she's very cute
1: she's very cute in a very particular way and then i just had to look it up and of course she's She's the pink Power Ranger. It
0: says as says as much in her Instagram bio. Um, so
1: as it should. Yeah.
0: <laughs> While you will not see her in the upcoming Power Rangers special on Netflix. Um, you can request a cameo from her, which b- led me to think we should do that for one of these one day. We should we should How try to find <laughs> I, that. I need to look into it. I just saw that she has her cameo linked in her Instagram bio. felt like that would be a fun mm-hmm. a fun little activity we can do.
1: She's a quintessential nostalgic success. She will always be a success to like a very particular uh, era of people. One hundred percent,
0: one hundred percent. So then we get to so Justin Wallen who plays Zach. I feel for this guy to be honest because I I, has he gone
1: down the rabbit hole.
0: Well, his Instagram is just kind of like a sad homage to all of his previous acting credits and his ex wife.
1: Oh, oh. Um,
0: he's been divorced, but he has pictures from. Like years, pe- like after he's been divorced, on his Instagram of the two of them, and uh, then like just old photos okay. of him in movies. It's pretty. It's a sad sight. Um, assuming that is his actual Instagram.
1: Okay, that was my other question. <clears throat> is, is it? Is, you know, is it his? It
0: it it couldn't. It could be. It could not be. I don't know. It's just like it's sad enough to where like who would be running this account? You know what I mean. Like, it's weird. I don't know. There's a lot
1: of crazies out there. Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. So anyways, um, yeah, his last acting credit, um, on IMDb was a movie called Off the Ledge in 2009, and his Instagram bio says, be grateful, little actors. (laughs) That's why I was like, it's weird. It's weird enough to be that it's him. You know how people- Like, it could
1: be him, but it could also not be him.
0: Well, you know how people are just like, when they're kind of have like, uh, A run of some moderate success, and then they still think that they're, like, acting, but they've been out of acting for a long time, Mm -hmm. have this weird way about them. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's unfortunate. It is. It made me sad.
1: (laughs) Now, because I don't know, you know, Disney Channel original movie canon, Mm -hmm. do we see him again in other Disney Channel
0: originals? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, And finally, Shelley Long, who plays the mom we and like we talked friend. about my yeah my brother's <laughs> my brother's college friend's mother as i know her um but she's you know most well known for her time on cheers and other various 80's mm-hmm. sitcoms um she's still working and was just in a movie called the cleaner um which if you'd like to you can catch it streaming now on crackle
1: <laughs> oh great
0: um honorable mention duel sasso i did not look into terry the kid's sister but now I'm that i'm talking sure about she's it not around. yeah i'm sure there's really not much to uh she's
1: c- committing bank fraud yeah <laughs>
0: Life. one could only hope all right quotes I had a couple but I feel like you probably are gonna have the, the best slate of quotes so I'm gonna turn <laughs> it over to you
1: okay well the number one is the one that they were throwing around every fifth word jeepers mm-hmm. so just gotta throw that out there um, Brad has a great line <laughs> <laughs> no way that Juliet what a babe
0: <laughs> right yes
1: because you know he's supposed to be cool Oh, he, uh, Brad also has another line. New girls come to school. I'm the first to know. Trust me.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like, excuse me? What is that supposed to mean?
1: (laughs) Um, Susie Q at one point uh, is talking with Zach. And Zach mentions that, you know, he has a CD. And (laughs) she just goes naively, what are CDs? Ray, he's got to be a wacko. I have no, I have no idea what the context of that was, but I wrote it down. (laughs) Yeah, Zach, and in exchange with his sister, Terry, do you know how to use a computer? Not well enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He only knows that because he tried to look at porn and couldn't figure it out. That's
1: right, yeah. And he got caught, probably. My sister here is pretty famous back east. No idea. (laughs) No idea what that means.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I guess that's supposed to allude, like they moved there from the east coast
1: yeah but, but why <laughs> would she be
0: famous <laughs> because she's she has telepathic abilities
1: oh oh that's right yeah. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but i mean but i like funny. that <laughs> i like that as just a singular quote <clears throat> she's, she's pretty
0: famous pretty back east. famous back east. Yeah, like cool <laughs> i thought they were gonna say like she's some sort of like supermodel or something because she does this pose like
1: oh right yeah <laughs> it's, oh like, gosh really going on um t- <laughs> two other quotes zach's mom is Trying to play off the fact that Susie Q is like trying to sabotage her uh, live news report, mm-hmm. uh, blowing uh, blowing wind it's in her hair and um, all It's just uncalled
0: for. Like, don't fuck with the mom.
1: Really, yeah, she didn't deserve that. No. And again, sexualizing just haphazardly. Nope. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the mom had a skirt on, and they're blowing air, and uh-huh. it's like obvious that she's trying to keep her skirt a down. And she's wearing a white hats. shirt, and then she gets rained on.
0: Oh, I didn't this, even realize this is
1: yeah, it's unnecessary. Anyway, the news anchor trying to play it off because it's because it's like live television he goes and once again sports pales in comparison to the goings-on in our studio
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was great
1: and then um the last one which is a more like poignant one uh susie is going off into the heavens distance uh and zach is there and she says promise you won't forget me oh Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Tears to my eyes.
0: Did, really? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was it. That's all I had.
0: Okay. Well, you, um, I had two, but one's really not worth mentioning. The one that I'm surprised you didn't write down is they're in the room and they're looking through CDs. Zach goes in reference to Suzy Q. She hates rap.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I wrote that down for, um, <coughs> cancelable offenses.
0: Oh, that Suzy Q hates rap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all right um so key takeaway I guess finish your business <laughs> <laughs> always listen to your grandpa yeah don't slam on your brakes to a full stop on a bridge
1: yes well don't turn off your car in the middle of a bridge
0: oh I mean all of it I didn't feel like there was really a lesson to be learned here
1: no I mean, no I like one of my <laughs> key takeaways is that you know Zach is a sweet kid he's trying his best he lost his dad yeah. we're all we're all trying to make it Another one, Amy Jo Johnson's boobs are all over this movie.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm not joking when I say like that is part of what I remember about this movie.
1: Yeah. The idea of introducing kids to uh, like a wanting nostalgia or knowing a past era, even with its inaccuracies. I thought was interesting. Hmm. It's a key takeaway there. We got to learn what the 50s was all about (laughs) for better or for worse. Yeah. (laughs) Or get some idea of what the 50s was. Yeah.
0: I mean, we don't spend a ton of time in the 50s, but you you know, you kind of get that from Susie. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Lovely, Mike, give your rating.
1: Okay, um, considering all the things with the real estate, it being kind of like not not a super buttoned up original movie per se, but within the canon, I'm giving it a four out of 10. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they there was a missed opportunity with coach Dave Stanford. Yeah. Given how sexy he was being. <laughs> and the, all this <laughs> stuff about real estate really dragged.
0: I, I'm still just so confused as to why they would put such a complicated plot about deeds and titles into a, a movie that's for, like, again, yeah. this came out when I was, it's meant for, you know, 10 year olds, pretty much. Yeah, I was yeah. five, I guess. The but, whole,
1: yeah, the whole fact that she was a ghost from the 1950s, and that's cool, right? Yeah, I mean, Figure I just. some other mechanism out.
0: There's another way to do it where there's, like, big bank business isn't like the, the <laughs> yeah. overlord bad, ultimate bad guy, yeah. which I guess like, it seems like it's something where like, maybe it was one of those scripts that was like written to be actually a film, not for kids, like for adults. So it just, there's a lot of, there's some just confusion that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I, I was
1: entertained, but ultimately that kind of bogged me down. So four yeah, out we, of 10.
0: Four out of 10, I I have to agree with you. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, like most of my, Memories of this movie are just like Susie Q's dress and like her boobs and just like <laughs> her just like being kind of sassy um, She was sassy. And yeah. so all of those things are still true on That's rewatch. very true. Yes, so yeah, it's
1: still there. So if I hadn't taken notes and hadn't been reading them right now. I'm not sure if I could tell you what was going on.
0: Oh, no way. No, I mean, no. like I said, had to go back and read the Wikipedia plot. So, <laughs> all right. And that was Susie Q. So thank you all for joining us. We had a great time. Join us next week when we talk about something else.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Do you have one in mind?
0: Uh, yeah. And there's going to be a special surprise.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Hold on to your butt.
1: <laughs> Is it butt related?
0: <laughs> not that I can remember. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, everyone. Appreciate it. Join us next time. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
1: DECOM Decoded is produced by Liz Matajasik and Mike Mitro. Follow us on Instagram at decom underscore decoded.